Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Sorry about that. Uh, hey, anyway, we have a huge show for you. And the thing was that uh, I had not yet hit share my screen. Uh, and so welcome to Legalization News. I'm Tom. You can find me at Cannabis Industry Lawyer on Instagram. Uh, we have a big show that is going to have to do with the Dormant Commerce Clause. It's big federal news. And that's that's also the clickbaity title. Federal case bombshell. What does that mean? It means that something called the Dormant Commerce Clause, which is in Article 1, of the Constitution applies to all commerce in cannabis, despite it being completely federally illegal. Uh, I am having a CSS problem on collateral base, and so I'm not going to be showing that. I'm going to be giving that uh, to the coders. Uh, now, another thing that's really awesome right now is uh, it's, it's cannabis consulting uh, online, and you can get your New Jersey Justin's Evolved dispensary package on there because soon and by soon i mean in four days uh new york will be opening the doors for license applications for dispensaries we really want to cover that uh we have somebody from the weed tube on and so let's do the bumper and bring on everybody and start talking about this huge federal case uh i got the federal case lined up right there you're going to learn a lot about constitutional law, but that's why you tuned in, because it's cannabis legalization news where we explain the marijuana laws so that you can change them. What up, everybody? And let me resize it. There we go. Did you get super excited when you saw that uh, what article coming? Because I know you've been talking about the dormant clause for a while. Like, you've been preaching about this if you were a preacher. <laughs> Oh my goodness, we had this thing in the bag four years ago. I have several cases that I'm riding right now in the state of Illinois to invalidate their social equity and also uh, their uh, Illinois residency aspects. Now, uh, it's not that I, I, I just like social equity, it's just that they wrote it in such a way that it requires you to be an Illinois resident in violation of the Dormant Commerce Clause. And so um, let's join our guest, uh, Arnon. Or how do I pronounce your first name? Errand, like running an errand. Errand, like running an errand. Mr. Yeah. Errand Richard, 
the founder of the Weed Tube. That's me. Can you tell us about the Weed Tube? Briefly describe the Weed Tube to uh, the audience that's tuning in, and they're tuning in hard. I mean, like we had a pretty good spike there. We, We went over 200 people viewing at once. Yeah. What's up, audience? Uh, My name is Aaron Richard. I am the co-founder of WeedTube.com. WeedTube was born in 2018 after the what's known as the YouTube cannabis purge, where YouTube deleted hundreds of cannabis-related channels, my own included, where I was known as the gay stoner on YouTube, and I had uh, just under 200,000 subscribers that I had built up just over a year, and then they deleted it and hundreds of other channels. Um, We then got together and founded uh, WeedTube for the community. And since then, WeedTube has become the largest social media platform uh, for the cannabis industry, period. Um, And right now, we're also working on functionality that will be released in the next couple of weeks for pictures, text updates, TikTok-style videos, so that we can serve more than just that long-format video community that the WeedTube was started for. Yeah, the creators are important. That's my only beef with TikTok is... The stuff that we're talking about, we're going to talk about the Dormant Commerce Clause in this First Circuit opinion that came out last week. I can't dance and point at that shit in a reel. (laughs) That's my opinion. I could be wrong on it. But, well, that's. Um, I think that's probably the the case with like all federal law and movement is getting people interested is hard. It's well, nobody it cares about though. you. No, like well, most people don't care about weed. They yeah. want it to be legal, so we shut up. You know, uh, and then most people just don't care. They they care about themselves. They care about lining their own pockets, and they care about oh shit, Susie has soccer practice. Excuse me, guys. I'll be right back. I have to go get Susie soccer practice. No, I mean, our personal lives are so inundated by shit all the time, right? Like, this is why the process is so arduous and, and painful because all the important stuff happens when you're trying to, like, go to work and do shit. But, like, like Aaron, like, I think, first off, props to the YouTube, like, surviving. Like, many social apps and cannabis-oriented apps have come and gone, you know, and and, and social high and I mass roots and, and et cetera. Mass and, roots. And, that's a throwback. <laughs> you see, man? And, that's and, and a throwback. He's been doing it since Prop 215. Yeah, pretty much, man. But you, you know, that's the thing. It's like when we two came out, I was like, "Cool." I mean, it's cool. It was cool. I was like, "Oh, that's a nice little, nice little thing that's happening for people." And I hope they, uh, you know, because I was more excited about talking to you than I was actually about policy. Because I mean, it's this federal thing. I know Tom though; he's got his inner geek going on about the dormant clause. Like, like there's sections of the Constitution, but that's kind of weird, right? The whole cannabis topic it goes from like 420 nurses and and, and, and sex sales to constitutional and legislation and and, and medicine it's this broad-ass topic that you just can't really you know put in one little can it spans a wide range which is interesting too because a lot of people compare the plight of cannabis to things like alcohol and it's like alcohol doesn't have that distance of range of effectiveness within different communities like that so it is a broad-ranging thing for sure yeah the medicinal use of alcohol was something that the catholics invented uh, during prohibition to allow them to have alcohol. Absolutely. Um, and then they run rum runners like the Kennedys, Catholics. Uh, and, and then, of course, they would just flout the law. Like Al Capone, also a Catholic, Italian. And the Irishians and the Italians would just flout the law. And people still like to drink. I mean, just despite it being federally illegal. Uh, it, same thing with weed. People still like the plant, despite it being federally illegal. And talk about the chutzpah of the federal government to think they could ban alcohol and, and a plant. Like 
we're the government. We can literally wipe something off the map. Bullshit, you know. But you know, we're still shaping this country and everything that we, we we're, we're becoming. So, like, even with social media, you know, like the weed, too. Of course, you know, it, it's a necessary thing that has to be out there because, like you said, you got purged. You know, even before that purge, there was the great Canon name purge. Do you remember that one? If you had to use your 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 real name on Facebook, and mm. so many activists got deleted or had to like send in a copy of their ID just to show that they're a human being, right? Yeah. Like speaking of being a human being, though, I imagine you guys don't have a very large like bot ratios. Probably very organic and, and very like real people community wise, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. We have had, we've never had like intelligent bots. We've had people train non-intelligent bots to go to pages and like content for them you know what i mean so that they trend a little bit um which oh. it's been very 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 rare um, the profit seeking and the fame attention seeking is uh very present in the internet and also in cannabis or insert your glitzy uh, industry here i don't care if you're in no, in cannabis or in crypto yeah cannabis and also nfts and crypto too because it's so yeah. people are racing to be a part of the first wave you know what i mean right. and i'm over here like eight years in like this we're in the second wave already people but yeah 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 go yeah. ahead rush in here yeah funny yeah. consider please waves, tell though. me how you're an expert again yeah but the internet itself like the first thing sold on the internet was weed Right. So like we cannabis and Internet are kind of hand in hand. So that's always kind of hard to separate. Right. Like just to be like if you're going to understand one, you're kind of not ignorant of the other. Yeah. Right? Like I, I think prohibition, the two faces out of two, partly because the Internet has helped, you know, share that knowledge. And here we are, you know, trying to like fight for what's right. And actually, yeah. it's, it's the most mundane thing. Like I, like I told Tom, you know, he, he's been to Seattle Hamfest and, he, you know, seen 200,000 yeah, people. It didn't happen this year, right? No, no, not this. And again, that whole process. I don't takes think it's been tears. since the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I think before. Yeah. But it takes like it's not a thing you can just be like, "Hey, we're gonna have a party tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna rent a mile and a half of a city and call it good." They they actually prep a year ahead of time, and then there's people involved who are activists and and, and just doing a thing for other people. There's not many of that. There's not much of that no. going on. Yeah. And I do want to say in terms of, uh, you know, the Internet and cannabis, this is the first time I've legally and respectfully consumed cannabis on YouTube since I was deleted off of that platform. Like, gosh, four years ago now. So wow. we have a bumper coming up in about six minutes, by the way, which is a great uh, Snoop Dogg song uh, okay. that will allow us to uh, consume. And then this was the the uh, the work because I'm a lawyer. And so you're always going to come up with loopholes and little like workarounds and stuff. And so we'll have a bumper in six minutes. It's also a wonderful way to move in to a, uh, a sponsor. And so, okay, well, like that's the thing. Yeah, in we, six we have minutes. stuff that we're talking about. But yeah. we can well, let's, let's just... talk about the thing that we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. The number one story today is that the dormant commerce clause actually applies to cannabis. And so um, I'm not sure, guys. This is like where I, I. It's not fair. I'm a lawyer, and so like I'm. I'm. I'm prejudiced in my own mind um so do you guys know what the dormant commerce clause is does like the average person who's never been to law school know what it is 
Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Somebody Google or not Googled. Fucking everything's Googled. Someone commented on a, a, a said, what part of the Constitution? It's not a part of the Constitution, right? This is going to be it a, is. A, no, it's, it is. it's literally a part of the Constitution. It is Article One. It is the uh, ability for Congress to regulate interstate commerce. And so like this, and I've already highlighted it, but this is the opinion that came out. Um, let's see. It was filed on, on August 17th. So just a few days ago, it, it was making the rounds. And I was like, this is kind of old news. Uh, mostly, and then the reason why I said it was old news was because that it was a firm. And so what does that mean? You know, this is the fun times. Uh, because it says, you see right here, a two-word sentence we affirm. If you have appealed and you have to defend your appeal, that those are the two sweetest freaking words in, in, in everything. Like if you were the person who argued this saying like, Hey, we won at the district court level. We're going up to the circuit court on appeal. I'd have to go to Chicago because I'm in the seventh circuit. This is in the first circuit with Maine. Uh, you want to see that we affirm, which essentially means that the dormant commerce clause as had been handed down in the district court level also applies here. And then they, they talk about the residency requirements here. And so like every state, this is one of the reasons why the social equity is at, at risk in many states that have the long term residency in a disproportionately impacted area, because that means that you're only giving it to those people that live in that state. Those are the only Illinois. Great example. 100 percent social equity licenses, 100 percent Illinois residency, just waiting. And we have these lawsuits and, I'm, and there's other lawsuits besides the ones that we've filed. Uh, but how does it apply but, to interstate commerce? Well, let's like, go back to the, uh, the the opinion. And so uh, you, you can scroll down uh, a little bit more and let's see district court parties in motion. There it is. The Commerce Clause of the United States Constitution. Hmm. Congress shall have the power to regulate commerce among the several states. That's an Article One power. Article One, Section 8, Clause 3, the Commerce Clause. This is the same clause that banned cannabis back with the Controlled Substances Act. And so the Supreme Court has long construed this Commerce Clause, not only an affirmative grant, but also a negative self-executing limitation on the power of the states to enact laws that place substantial burdens on interstate commerce. This negative is the dormant Commerce Clause implication uh, to prevent states from self-dealing on themselves. And there's actually a case from Oregon about trash that I haven't seen them cite yet. Is this the um, first... Um, federal, uh, like judgment, like and there's been several cases, but like I'm, I was no, wondering, like, this what is makes the first case? one at a circuit court level, and so okay. like you have to remember, like there's courts of hierarchies, and, and then they have state and federals, and so like this is a federal one, and then the hierarchy on this is one step below the uh, Supreme Court, and so I could go file a lawsuit in the district court uh, in Peoria County. Well, it's, it's, it's sitting in Peoria. The other district court that's federal is in Springfield, and there's one in Rockford, and there's one in Chicago. And so that would be at a district court level. And then if you win, cool, you're not going to be appealing. But if somebody else didn't win and they have money, they will appeal. And so that's what happened here. And they appealed, and they said, hey, you can't do that. The Dormant Commerce Clause doesn't apply. They've already exp expressly regulated commerce by banning all of it. Uh, so and so our, our regulations that say that we're allowed to um, – discriminate against out-of-state actors and self-deal all the licenses to our own state residents are fine. No, it's is, not. And, is the next yeah. step, I'm sorry, but is the next step going to be though, because like, so this person who had this judgment against them, they're still like in the system and getting kind of screwed, but for real change to happen, 
does that mean someone has to get busted like with it because this already sets a precedent am i correct this is why i got the lawyer right like when you wrote about yuba and, and buna in the usa in your book you're talking mm-hmm. about precedents being set in court right this is the things that right. make a difference for us right so right will someone now is it about the next person who gets busted so they can reference this and be like hey it's a federal issue that needs to, or the Congress needs to regulate, right? Like, why are you because like much? Yeah, you see, the defendant said the they said the, the dormant commerce clause doesn't apply because of that. Uh, it's it's with the dormant commerce clause because federal law says that you're not allowed to participate in this market because it's illegal. And they said no, and so uh, it, it's still interstate commerce, and they're still preferencing their own state at the expense of all other states. And as a result of that, they violate the Dormant Commerce Clause. This gets them, it's invalid per se. Let me find the word per se in here. They'll give you the, the chapter and verse on that. Per well, se, you're on it, though, I'm right? And then say. Be, yeah. Being people in court and stuff like that. Like, like Aaron, do you guys even have like a legal section on uh, WeTube? Yeah, I have wonderful attorneys who know all of that very, very well, who have written a wonderful... Um, and it's frequently updated, you know, terms and conditions. But oh, my my ability to write any of it was limited to none. But, but hey, topical good news, everybody. Is... If we're on the East Coast, it's there 420 in New York right now. And by the way, New York is coming out the gate. We'll talk about that after we get back from this here little, uh, little smoke break that we have. This was our loophole to try to be compliant with the terms of service. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have to say it twice. It's so nice. The New York Justice Involved Dispensary Application Package. You can buy it right now at Cannabis Consulting Online. Uh, and uh, the link to this will not be shared because that would get this video taken down. But uh, Johnny Makowich and Thomas Howard, that's me, by the way, are going to be teaming up on helping people apply for their application to have a dispensary in the state of New York. Oh my gosh, Miggy has a dog. This is more important than me like hucking product. Miggy, what dog is it? This is, uh, we're, we're babysitting. Uh, this is Bruno. Hi, Bruno. Bruno. I thought we weren't supposed to talk about him. <laughs> right? Oh, Bruno. but he's a, he's also a, a, a wreck because if I put him in the wrong spot, he'll unplug me. <laughs> Come on, buddy. He's got so much yeah, fucking energy for Two pounds. <laughs> Bruno is super take. cute. He is. He is super cute. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to all the members who have joined this channel. And don't forget, we are a podcast. You can also download us and all that stuff and take us with you uh, while you commute. Because, you know, it's really hard to be upset when you listen to all the bullshit that is in the cannabis legal uh, landscape. Isn't it? Uh, take that at commuting. You know, I don't think you're even responsible for anything you do after that. Oh, so, no, no. Aaron, you know how excited Tom got about like the the dormant clause, right? Like he's like a little yeah. kid with the legal shit, right? Uh-huh. And for me, it's like in, in, in cannabis, I've been doing like uh, like a Nostra John mess. Like I can I can come to me, I'm like I say some shit, and I'm like, holy shit, that happened, right? Did you guys hear about New York? Where we were going to talk about uh, you want to Tom, you want to talk about the legal side of things, but I want to talk about that fucked up shit that happened and that we were going to talk about it, but you want to talk about it now or you want to still put it in the Let's table? do it. Like what, what's the, do you got the, you got the link? Can you yeah, throw it to me in the private chat or something oh, like no, that? I I here. Put it up. The goddamn, right. so I'm a gajapreneur. 
Oh, yeah, this. The buses. Ah, yes. Oh, I got calls from these nice people, and they're like, I want to set one of these up. And I'm like, you realize it's illegal. And they're like, and I can't help you. And they're like, ah. So here's the the thing, though. Yeah, but, like, remember, Tom, when I said when they legalized in New York and all these people were going rampant? I'm like, just like in Washington State, because, like, you know, you kind of, like, see the future. You know, and, and you give the powers, the cops, the power to like fuck with people, and then like, like, like you just need to wait. Oh, an American <laughs> you know? entrepreneur would have seen that, thrown it into an LLC, take the money, take the money, take the money. Oh, it's arrested. All right. Well, I'm in France. Mm. Like you know, that's that's how the entrepreneur would have seen that. That would have been what they like to call an opportunity. You watch out when an entrepreneur starts talking about opportunities. So you think like a lot of investors threw a lot of money in there and then they kind of I don't like, think there right. was a lot of money. I think that was maybe a wow. hundred, two hundred thousand bucks. Oh, you mean, I mean like you're vans? talking about a couple of those trucks, uh, you know, getting a paint job, throwing up a it website, looked like there was like ten it looked like there was like at least seven or eight trucks, all of them wrapped. I well, I'd say somebody spent like at least two fifty on that. Yeah, you're right, but like I don't think it was one guy. I think that was like five or six different competing comp- uh, businesses. And mm-hmm. so, like one guy would come in, spend the, the hundred to two hundred thousand dollars, put up the website, you know, have this this thing, move millions of dollars of product over the course of those months, and they're gone. Yeah, it's very tricky. It's very tricky. In Denver, we recently legalized hospitality lounges. It's a whole thing, and. At, at the same time, I understand the frustration of wanting to get the business open because they say they're doing it for so- social equity and all of these other things. But if you're actually a true social equity applicant who doesn't have access to resources, it takes like at least eight months to possibly a year that you have to sustain and do everything until you can even get your like business open. Yeah. So like it's not really yeah. there. I, I see both sides of it, you know. Like, oh, you got half a million. Social equity is being used. It's it's double exploitation. The wealthy people want it. Because they know that you're going to get the license, can't do shit with it, so you're going to need my money. Yeah. And then the poor people want it because they want to be rich. And mm-hmm. so, like you know, the, the social equity aspect of it, and you know, and of course, white cis male, nobody gives a fuck about my opinion on this issue. Uh, and so, <laughs> it's one of those deals where you you have it, and it's set up, but it doesn't reflect the arrest. They say it reflects the arrest, but then ninety percent of the ones that are awarded are through this dormant commerce clause violation because they live in urban poverty. And so then you look at the arrest records and you're like, yeah, you're right. Uh, black people are being arrested. And it's not, it's not other people. It's black people are being arrested at about four times the rate. And so you're like, oh, yeah, they're about half the arrest, but they're only 15% of the people. They're way overrepresented. Uh, but then how come the licenses that they're giving out aren't for the arrest? It's for the residency. Mm. But isn't like so and like in he, Illinois, it pisses me off. Like Luke Scarmont, no, who do we have? It wasn't Luke Scarmont. We had uh, Craig Cecil on. Craig yeah. Cecil's on. Social equity stops at five hundred grams in Illinois. Five hundred grams, and so like out of that arrest, ninety percent of the arrests are uh, for simple possession, and about ten percent are for the business, the people that actually like knew what they were doing in the industry, yeah. and they're excluded in Illinois. That's not social equity. Mm. And so it's it, yeah. In, but, in Denver, it can just be a family member who was affected, and yeah. we have two mm-hmm. people who have gotten the social equity on a family member being affected. But both of them are multi-million millionaires before going into starting. So they're exploiting the, it. They're yeah. exploiting loophole. Yeah, yeah. but is, is, that's kind of the problem. Like America is like this big uh, 
I'll say uh, juxtapose, quandary, I don't know, whatever. Because, um, like, it's supposed to be, like, equality and everything's great and, and we're, we're going to be the actual utopia of vision and uh, uh, we're better than you. And then yet the yeah. origin story is we genocide <laughs> and all those other shit that, like, mm-hmm. is still systemic in part of the system, right? Like, you can't deny that there's still this part of hate. And that part of hate has a lot of money, and it's like happy to be in control. Because yeah. rural equity be just like fucking legalize it, that we can all put in and and, and, and and just stop putting people in jail, like descheduling it, taking it off the schedule. Uh, descheduling needs to happen immediately for sure. That, that is, I mean, and I don't. There's no social equity in continuing continuing to lock up Luke Scarmazzo or or um, Lance Clore or other people that have not been released, mm. and so let them out, and then. You know, deschedule it, but then it becomes, and then the dormant commerce clause is a very big thing because certain states are going to want it suppress, like they're going to want the dormant commerce clause suspended. Uh, if I was in Colorado, uh, let me let me show you something. Let me, uh, but you can't have so it both if I was ways, in right? Colorado, if I was in California, if I was in Michigan, if I was in Oklahoma, I would want interstate commerce. I would not want the dormant commerce clause saying you're allowed to discriminate against one state to another state's market because the price per pound in California, in Colorado, in Oklahoma, in Oregon, or in Mass- uh, Minnesota, God damn it, Michigan. Is Michigan. Yes, thank you. Uh, or in Michigan, those prices are so low that they could export it and the price would come up and your regulation of the market would stabilize. And there wouldn't be all this BS and lies and crap about people getting in thinking it's all this money that they're going to be making. And I don't really like that they they have this thing called generational wealth. They've sold to these social equity people. They're being exploited. You know, nobody ever thought I'm going to buy a farm. My kids, kids, kids are fine. Wouldn't it be cool if you if if I know it would never work because there's no allowed uh, amount of like laws you could write around it to make sure it would work perfectly. But in an, in a perfect world, wouldn't like an authenticity clause for like new cannabis industry businesses? That's what we want. We want people who are going to do good things for the industry, for the plant, who, you know, are get everybody deserves a shot a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, 100%. Yeah, but that would be dorm- nice. Couldn't dormant clause yeah. also be used for the consumer side of things as far as like. You know, we need the weed from Oregon to go to, to, to Kentucky. Like, can then, because, because of the Dormant Commerce Clause applying, uh, if they say it's not suppressed and it is federally legal, like nobody's been so ballsy yet to say, I'm allowed to export my Cal, uh, California product into Illinois because of the Dormant Commerce Clause. You can't you know, prejudice me uh, and not allow me to move my product in your state as an out-of-stater because the license still gives the right to do it. And this was just the uh, question of the license being owned by somebody in-state or out-of-state. And the answer to that question is, yes, someone from out-of-state can own your cannabis license. Looking at you, Oklahoma, looking at you, Illinois, New Jersey, New York. MSOs, right? MSOs are, you know, MSOs for a reason. They Somebody, one place owns them, but they're all over the place. Like, uh, but you know, it's funny. There's a lady in Maine, I think, that got arrested who owned a dispensary and did this debt. She was taking weed from Cali because the uh, demand was so high and she was not shy about it. She was picking up pounds. And even in her uh, arrest, I wonder if she could have used that dormant clause as far as like, look, I'm helping. Maybe. 
interstate but like, it's one of those things where you're out of compliance because then the regulations say you have to buy from somebody from illinois and then the next challenge or, or maine or colorado your particular state you know there's there's many states that have legalized it and so each one it's like europe it's like the confederation before the union uh and, and so everybody has different rules like Colorado, they had some really interesting rules about like their 70-30, like way back in the day where you were supposed to be like a micro vertical. I kind of thought that was like the right way to do it. It's one of the reasons why they had low prices and high quality. Uh, however, that has not really been copied wherever you look. And some people, and like I'm looking at you, Texas, they don't want to change the laws. They just kind of want to continue to say, those gosh darn people were trying to control whether they're hippies or, uh, you know, somebody else will keep it illegal. I just think we don't understand, right? We're trying to break that ignorance, trying to tell these people, like, it's, you know, Aaron, I'd like to say, you know, drug culture was a thing in the 60s and 70s and 80s and still, right? Like, you can, like, we were, people have been divided, poor and rich, but it's really more of a, as a society, we should be a drug society because, like, you know, coffee all the way to heroin, you know, the, 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 the ignorance better live it through chemistry for the most part. It was what it's about. And, you know, like you'll take an aspirin with a headache or, uh, uh, I'll, I'll take a vaccine before there's a pandemic, you know, there's mm -hmm. shit you do. But, uh, I just think it's, it's just funny how like the ignorance alone is the biggest harm that we've been doing to ourselves. 100%. And you do make a great point also. Um, Howard, can I call you Thomas? Tom, Thomas, Tom, Thomas I Howard. Yeah. I see it there. I like right. kept trying to remember because, you know, we did. I did have a little oh, bit, right. of, you know, That's, um, that happened. the point that you were you made about Texas, like it really is just is an opportunity for them to continue to marginalize people of color, because if you're white and you're walking around in Texas and following the status quo, you're not going to get in trouble, probably. But even if, you know, well, you're a person of color, it, it really is an opportunity. I think it to has keep those to people do with. Down. True, but I, I if you look at the 20th century and, and their policies back then, they were pretty darn racist and self-dealing toward the white people for certain government benefits, yeah. especially when they came to education and housing. And yeah. so uh, they marginalized black people. Yeah. And so the person, the white, and then they, they use about the same amount. So like a, a white guy and a black guy, are, are, if you say weed, they're, they're same amount of chance of being like, yeah. yeah, or like, bad, you know, um, yeah, pretty much the same usage risk. And so why is the arrest 4X higher? And I think the reason is the white people were in their basements smoking it and trying to avoid their parents. You know, Texas, black though, people didn't have that ability. And so Texas. they had to go out in the streets and it was the urban poor. And mm. so like the cops are already just swarming that and they're more likely to be caught. But I'm I'm um, I'm a data guy. And so, like, I don't really like to look at, oh, this is right because it feels good. I'm like, well, did you get a data set? Did you mm -hmm. look at the numbers? Mm -hmm. Do you have any hypotheses on those numbers? You know, like mm -hmm. very, very boring, you know? Yeah. Well, the boring topic is the, the portion of the population, but yet the portion of the prison population is disproportionate. Wait, well, you know, in Texas is the home where El Paso was the first fucking legal uh, prohibition because of the Mexicans. So you got mm -hmm. like that mix. It's still race, but like yep. there's still some sort of dominance that needs like, I don't know what it is about some people who think like equal rights means lesser for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, stupid. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, 
the average IQ is just an average IQ. And for whatever reason, as a policy, we do not say like, we should have smarter people. Let's educate them and make sure that it's free. Did you know that I could go to law school today at Columbia and pay over $100,000 for that freaking year in tuition? So by the time that I get out of Columbia Law School, I'm in the hole 300 large. And do you know how law works? This isn't this isn't like healthcare. I no. can't bill somebody. You know, I have to bill mm-hmm. an actual human or like a company that may not have a budget for like, oh, it was $50,000 last month. Here you are. It's due in five days net. You know, uh, but if I had like a healthcare system where I would try to get insurance to pay, I mean, that, uh, out of all the things that I have when I run my online business, the thing that sucks the most is paying insurance. For the life mm. of me, I cannot set up auto pay. Mm. Is it because you're weed related? No, it's because the system looks like it's from 1994. Mm, gotcha. And that's, <laughs> they're all like that. My health insurance is like that for sure. It's And it's I, I like the most expensive one. And it's impossible to like use the system. It's like, are you not a for-profit industry? How are you not doing better at this? <laughs> Their profit is so high yeah. that fuck you. Like they yeah. don't care. They and they don't put it into it. it's like you have to have this so we don't need yeah. to make it better we don't need to compete for you you know car insurance that's different you got yeah, everybody's product is amazing so it's easy for you to use they all have an app it measures how you drive if you're a good driver or not but health insurance you pay for the best one in your state and you log in and it's like dial up mm-hmm. no what, what, what's the bigger scam though health insurance or car insurance Car insurance. Health insurance. Health insurance. 100%. No, no, that's why they put less into it. The harder it is for you to actually get your money. Car insurance is already a scam, but like it's because it's mandatory. You know, it's, it's forced. It's a, it's a. I've had to use the benefits of car insurance before when someone wrecked into me and told my car. And I was very glad that I had insurance. Like it would, it was an amount of money that would like, it could pay for the insurance itself for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but but health insurance. Yeah. Half the time I don't need it, you know, and, and we should that, be like, on a preventative care plan as all of us should be anyway. But then like most of the time with healthcare, I need my HSA to make my copay and it's still like 400 bucks a month. And I'm and as an entrepreneur, I'm like, you realize this is why the rest of the world, like literally everybody else, as we become a global information uh, marketplace, it is an absolute disadvantage for the american entrepreneur to not have this covered because it's covered everywhere else and with that i think we have some uh, international news costa rica is announcing a bill to allow recreational marijuana yay nice according to the tico times so you know it's true President oh, sure. of Costa Rica since 1956. Rodrigo I mean, that's <laughs> that's a long time. 1956. That is street cred. That, that's cred right there. Yeah, Rodrigo Chavez or Chavez because like it's it's an A and then Chavez, right? Yeah. Announced the project to approve recreational cannabis during the official act commemorating the first hundred days of his administration. The president announced the initiative. According to him, it will be sent to Congress for discussion. That's everything goes to Congress today. Likewise, he affirmed that his administration would publish the regulation on medical cannabis, which previous Congress has approved. And that, again, we talk about this all the time on legalization news is how the sausage gets made. Uh, 
he has no ability. He's the president. And so, like, right now, Joe Biden could say, I'm not enforcing that aspect of the law. It's unconstitutional, according to my attorney general. I don't know why he doesn't do this, but uh, he could. But isn't so Costa Rica, though, isn't the same parliamentary procedure? Like, I don't know the rules. Is it always the same rules? Because sometimes we exported a lot. We exported democracy as well as capitalism. And so uh, very often, yes, it's it's a corporate entity. And that's what the United States is. It literally is a contract that a whole bunch of white men, by the way, I don't think there was anybody else besides white men that signed that document uh, in 1780, whatever it was. Uh, They they made a deal with themselves. And so they and so like your municipalities, they're all corporations as well. Uh, and, and so is like each state to a certain extent. It's it's an entity that we respect. And so like we have lawsuits against the state of Illinois, but not really. You're you're suing into the administration, which is what he's talking about. That's where the rules are made. And so he must have. Uh, let's see. This is Costa Rica, the Costa Rica Public Health Department. And then they would have rules that they would make up to help carry into effect all the laws that are passed by the legislature. It's a great idea. Sometimes it works. Are their rules affected by like our scheduling? Like if like say Biden descheduled it, then is that for everybody? Like what the fuck? Yeah, that would be for everybody. But like, I'm not sure if he has the authority to deschedule it. And so right now, Illinois is actually rewriting the rules for social equity in the, uh, uh, just in the IDPFR. So like they're regulatory agency and not, at the legislative branch. And the legislative branch said social equity is this, this, and this. Now the regulators are saying, and this, but also that. Sometimes this, don't forget this one. And you're like, wait, are you overstepping your uh, agency authority and actually making legislation and laws as opposed to rules and policies to carry out those laws? Mm. Boring as shit. This is what lawyers do uh, very often. I tell Tom when he talks about policy, we need to play like porno music in the background. So like a little boom, that'd be funny. Something. <laughs> Something. Here we go. Thanks. Well, signatures. What you need? Not quite. It, it's not. Yeah. It's not boring. I. You know, like with my attorneys and stuff. Sometimes they have to like it, when I when I understand fully. You know, because a lot of attorneys speak in legal jargon as well as they do. read legal. Like jargon. everybody knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you, you, that has. I mean. It's a it's a me problem, but I've definitely felt that way maybe two or three times during this conversation. Um, but what I'm saying is when I finally understand, it's not boring and it, get, it gets very frustrating to me when I understand the actual world of what's going on. You know what I mean? I think, oh, yeah. very- I think if people really knew what was going on, there would be way more car flipping and fires. But well, uh, then talking about your TikTok and you can't get people to listen to you talking about the thing, you got to dumb it down for us. Oh, you know, um, can you make it they, like say the story difficult. and then make make it be about Kim Kardashian did something that they, <laughs> like make the hypothetical about Kim Kardashian? It'll go a lot right. further. Really? Th- this never, is a like, million follower advice right here. Oh, for sure. Million follower advice. Guys, join us next week on Legalization News. Kim Kardashian, what's she doing for cannabis? Yeah. What? It's just, you know, I, I think the law itself, like, it's very philosophical. You know, you have to think about it in different types of aspects. There's yeah. references, and it's a, it's, a, it's a constant argument is what you're doing. You're, you're trying to argue how not to go to jail. Like, yeah. how, to, how to leave me the fuck alone. Yes. Like, that's yeah. like... Yeah. Can I not be a crime? Is it okay for me not to be a crime? Like, can... Uh, I, I have, my, and I like the name of my LLC. It's fine. I, I made it so that no bank would ever kick me out collateral base 
all bankers love collateral. They love it. Mm -hmm. Why would you make me leave? You know, uh, because we saw who your clients were. I'm like, God damn it, this stupid federal law. When will it ever end? You know, Aaron, damn, you that sucks. Yeah. I, I hate that for you. We've been doing this for, I, I've known Tom for over 10 years now, and I've been helping him admin a group, uh, Free THC. It's a, it's a group that it started off as marijuana is unconstitutional, okay. and then it evolved into our main page for the YouTube channel, right? But, and I've been helping admin garner uh, 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 more likes and stuff. I've been making memes and stuff, just pulling in a, a community, right? Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we get comments like this, and it blows my mind, right? I just, I, I find it so funny. After 10 years, right? Please remove me from your list. I wish to unscribe to motherfucker. I can't unscribe you. You, you unscribe me. It. There's some dumb. I don't even know how you got there. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I'll tell you this right now. Facebook is the place where happiness goes to die and <laughs> brain cells go to fry. Okay. Like For real though. I pop into Facebook and like all my friends who have kids pictures and be like, oh, you're doing great. Love it. Just to know what people are doing. I will go on there for like 10 minutes a week. And then yeah. I got to get out of there because the, it is where the cesspool of just idiocy exists it's just i i i can't understand like ugh. it's and news travels fast on the internet twitter is just as bad no well it's 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 whatever i mean twitter there are trolls on twitter i guess i don't really there's trolls everywhere but the thing is about facebook they're not trolling they're just actually that dumb Oh my story. See, this is why we can't have nice things. Reason yeah. number 412. Uh, we that dumb. And then it, like you have yeah. to sit down and like this is one of those times when I want like a large vista to look at, you know, like you, you, you get in the West or like the plains where you just have one of those moments and see how small you are and you go, oh shit, we are that dumb. And yeah. that is what really like wakes me up in terror at night because we have the future and shit and we could blow ourselves up so easily these days. And so, and then I remind myself that we that dumb and I'm like, Oh crap. Oh crap. Yeah. A nuke from Russia could be screaming towards us at any moment. I'm going to say at this, at this point, we've been doing the same shit for 10 years now. Like if you don't know it's a white guy and a brown guy and we bitch about fucking social equity and all these other issues, like politics, people don't get uncomfortable around politics. And you know, they think like the whole, like, like the whole Breonna Taylor shit, most people aren't talking about. But the fact is, her raid was actually made up. They made up the fucking warrant and all this shit. Why? So they can scare the real estate person could scare black people out of that apartment building, right? There's these still shit that's going so on. Illegal. That we, that's illegal. Yeah, that's right. illegal for decades. What? You know, like, Jesus Christ! How are you not How telling come... everyone on TikTok about this? Right, because the, the I probably get banned. He's like, "I'm sorry, we're trying to maintain a charade so we can take all your money while but you're looking you... at something else." But when you're part of weed, though, the thing is, it's also misconstrued. Did you guys see this uh, this article in LA? Uh, one killed in shooting outside a Hollywood cannabis event. Absolutely so, like, not. Yeah, so this happened uh, yesterday, right? And so I, I was like campus event what 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 event does this happen at what what's going on who's involved it turns out it was a fucking nft uh the backpack bros uh had an apart uh party with for nfts and then there was some outside squabble about it right so why did they even have to mention the cannabis event why did it even have to be a part of this conversation under headline because they didn't want to throw nfts under the bus which is weird because definitely do that yeah but still it's not the hydra you'll just get more of them by the next day 
But it happened outside of the event, so why even annotate the event? Why even say like, hey? Uh, no, you gotta annotate the event. I mean, with the Comic Con, it'd be funnier because it'd be like, hey, a, a sword fight happened outside. But you know, this you know it was an actual thing, and I learned about it uh, following someone else uh, on on Instagram, Jason Beck four twenty. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's he's one of the longest owners of a a pot shop in a, in a, a San Francisco area. But uh, uh, he's the one that actually was at the event interviewing people, and that's how I figured it. I was like, whoa. So it wasn't, like, related to the event. It was like a robbery. But that mainstream wants to, like, make this fucked upness that happens around cannabis, which isn't because Seattle Hemp has 200,000 people fucking show up and nothing fucking happens except for, like, dehydration. fucking weed. They smoke some weed. But other than that, like, it's, it is a very orderly process because it was not Woodstock 99, for example. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to do some name that strain, Aaron? You want to want to like look at a strain and say like ah, I wonder what that's called. Okay. <laughs> There's a strain, and it has a name. Oh, it's so fluffy. It does look fluffy. It doesn't look like it's been impacted very much at all. It also uh, looks like my grim. hair. It does. You, know, like it. It, it, you have like volume. That's why. I'm not sure the Marge that, thing going. Um, I'm going to say it. Can I say? Yeah. Is that how that works? You can guess the strain. Just like looking at it like, what do you think that is? Orange heroin. Uh, it's Ooh. not orange heroin. But it says that it is an indica dominant hybrid that relaxes both body and mind. And it's named after its parent variants, but also a particular musician from the 1970s that uh, had such hits like, you know, Ain't Gonna Give You Up, Babe, or like, you know, uh, what's it? Love United. Um, I have to look up this guy just to see some of the names of his songs. Had a very deep voice. Very deep voice. Kanye West. Oh my goodness. Really? Uh, of the, of the kind of Barry Manilow. <laughs> oh, you're close. It, you're half right. It is not Barry Manilow, but it, Barry is involved. Barry, we got it. We got it. One of our crazy guys got Barry it. Barry White. There you go. <laughs> yes, that's think- right. The, the strain named after one Barry White, there you uh, go. two-time Grammy Award winner uh, for Love Unlimited Orchestra and Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe. But uh, this one was, did I actually actually have something from Barry White up? I might, but I'll have to take that off for a moment. Uh, but yeah, we, we got this one off of somebody we might be doing a partnership with, Homegrown Cannabis Co. Um, yeah, the Barry White strain. So you can, you can get seeds there, evidently, because seeds are hemp. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody, anybody ever had the Barry White. Probably. Probably. I've smoked yeah. a lot of weed. Same, yeah. Nikki. It's like going to the but store now. Blueberry crossed with White Widow. So, you know, that's pretty pretty normal cross there, right? You know, it, it's after the fact when I'm done with the weed that I wish I really remember the name of it, right? Because I'll put it straight into a grinder or something and then enjoy the experience. I'm like, oh, shit, that was very gassy. I wonder, oh, shit, I threw everything away. That, that was, you know, too high to mm-hmm. remember. I need, more. I need a journal for sure. That... Uh, you know, I already put my journal down for other shit. Like, <laughs> somebody, <dear laughs> Go ahead. somebody said, smoke Barry White and listen to Barry White. Nice. Love that. Yeah. The, the comments are fun. They're a good time. 
And then, the like, uh, one fun. of the things we like to do is uh, our members. If if you're a member of the channel, and you know, please do help, because I use it to pay for advertising. Uh, we have one ad for our company. It's we got through somehow, and I'm not touching it. But you know, try to advertise for a service to the industry uh, on social media or Google, which kind of counts as social media. Good luck with that. Well, Tom, you've been he's been doing this too before. Like, became before he was the cannabis industry lawyer. You know, he was a, a banking lawyer, and so that's kind of how I know Tom is through the activist side of things. As far as uh, you know, I know him from MySpace, and then we were, we did that Facebook MySpace. Group. Yeah. You, yeah, you think I'm just going to let you roll right over that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's the actual Tom. <laughs> oh, is that the joke? You go over the show really little... meet on MySpace? Okay. No, but we uh, did meet on MySpace. But yeah. You really did? Yeah, what year yeah. was this? Like 2000 and something. But it was like yeah. in the past. Wow. It was in the past. Yeah. I got catfished on MySpace once. That was terrible. Oh, my. Well, remember people actually oh. made money, like bands and shit? Like, we're making money from MySpace. and Yeah, MySpace was cool, but it that is just, that is a crack back in the history books. Oh, me. yeah. Well, yeah, Tom wrote that's a like book. AOL. Yeah. Tom wrote a book under a pseudonym. And, and so, actually, for what longest time, I thought I knew two white guys that look alike. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Turns out it was me. Yeah, and so that's that's how I arose. But then, you know, I'm doing all right. Uh, there's some more news out of New York. Uh, Aaron, how much do you know about the New York industry? Not as much as I know about Colorado and that Illinois is terrifying. Illinois is kind of nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are not a lot. Like, so other people will win licenses in Illinois. And then they'll be like, I've seen your dispensaries. They suck. It's like you're buying weed in prison. What's going on here? And uh, and then I show them the rules. And I'm like, do you see where it says like it all has to be in a locked, sealed, inventory proof, like and in a restricted area? Uh, and so like when you buy weed in Illinois, you buy it on an iPad. Mm-hmm. And then they go, thank you. And then they go out in the back and then they come back with a bag. And then they, they ring you up and then they get So there's no looking at the product. There's no smelling the product. There's it's like no, candy like, that was when I went there. Is that how it was in Canada? When I went there, that's how it was in Toronto. I can't say that that's how it is everywhere now, but this was in 2019. But yeah, it was order on an iPad. Very dull yeah. experience. That, and quite and expensive that, for you in Illinois, am I right? Uh, if you want to go get a good eighth, and this is one of the reasons why we can't do these segments. And so I, one of our bumpers that did not work was price check. Because we wanted to see what the prices were, as very often regulations require you to have a website and be like New Jersey requires you to have a website and sell through the website. Hmm. Great. It's that's it's it's rent seeking behavior. If you're a developer in New Jersey, you're like, all right, and then they go sell some websites, you know, because they need it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where you could search and then you could see what the price is in whatever particular state. And so, like right now, we could pull up a dispensary in Denver and see what you can get a bang and eighth for and then do the comparison. And so, like, we'll do that. But that you always get gets us flagged. Always. Yeah. Wow. You know, not just flagged. You get you fucking punished. You get punished for sharing knowledge. That's all we do. Like every goddamn right. video we... We don't we don't fucking smoke and be like, yo, you should be doing uh, or buy this. We just talk about policy and then we get mm-hmm. wait for it, wait for it. Oh yeah, we got flagged. No, well YouTube's insane. You you also can't like 
say word certain words like not even bad words like you can't say death you can't or you can get flagged. Really? Hmm. or like you know to unalive someone oh with a knife <laughs> or a gun the word for it you can't say it like wow. in a sentence oh. the m word you can't say the m word I bet, you know, it, 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 they're all probably in a race somewhere. And they, I know that's the thing. Uh, they will. But you should also know they only watch stuff. like the first eight minutes of your content. Hmm. Really? The crawlers only watch like the first eight minutes. That's the current update on YouTube that I heard from someone with one and a half million subscribers. So okay. they don't do anything wrong for the first eight minutes and then they go wild. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so this is what we're going to do then. Uh, we're going to have our children's program lead off the show. And so we'll have like Sesame Street and just like asking, like, why aren't you shutting Burner down? Uh, and, and just like, you know, we'll rip off Cookie Monster just like they did. And then and just do something for children. Uh, mm. <laughs> for eight minutes, like comply with every single term so that after the spiders are gone, be like, they're gone and then uh this is what the price is over and then start talking about the finance and the actual aspects of the industry because if you try to talk about it they flag you so hard it's mm. it's annoying absolutely do you, do you guys know uber facts on twitter is the same associated with uber eats or uber no uh did you know that new york uh approved oh, shit, that's right recreational <laughs> cannabis license? no they did 15 cannabis processor licenses are coming to New York. And of course, they were all hemp processors before. And so that's how New York rolled theirs out. Uh, they just gave it to the people that were already growing the stuff. So if you wanted to be a weed farmer in New York, had to already been farming hemp weed. And then if you wanted to be a weed processor in New York, had to already been processing hemp. So there's 242 recreational cultivation permits granted so far uh, out of approximately 242 hemp licenses that were in the state of New York in 2019. So wow. That? So so yeah. all those people in the hemp industry before cannabis legalized talking about <laughs> hemp is the thing. I'm not. This isn't about weed. I love hemp. Hemp is the future. And it is. And I'm with that. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Don't. But I was on a call once with some Texans and I... It, it did not go well and i brought up the topic of well do you guys even like want recreational and they were like whoa 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 we would it's not <laughs> recreational it's adult use only like it's wrong that colorado would call it that and they're all in it but also oh. it's all about hemp hemp is you know we're not doing this for weed it's so separate oh but the minute thc got legalized every single one of those places in new york stepped up to be thc growers i'm done with you people <laughs> who say it's all about the cbd go mm. yourself oh but, it's a that, flip, that, but that was the only way and so that, that we started off the show with that dormant commerce clause shit where you're not allowed to say like oh if you are in an in-state actor doing this particular thing you're the only ones eligible to get this license that's unconstitutional you're not allowed to do that uh, and what do they do exactly that and then what do they do for the processors also exactly that and for these new dispensaries 150 uh exactly that you had to like they have social equity they call it justice involved you had to have been arrested in new york and also have been in new york for the past two years running a profitable business that you owned at least 10 percent of so they're looking for the arrests plus the business acumen but only in the state of new york and so there you go you can file that lawsuit tomorrow it's Monday. 
you know, the uh, the hemp marijuana conversation can be one of the most uh, hinders ones to both sides, you know, because truly, truly, yeah. And and may, you know, I don't know what New York had going on. I don't know that New York was like every. It sounds like they it, to get to the THC, they had to start in hemp. So that that makes more sense. But I'm telling you, if Texas ever flips and all the hemp people start growing THC, it's a personal vendetta against. Like I'm mad at them because they <laughs> yeah. were like weed. It, this yeah. Isn't weed. This is CBD. This is hemp. Well, here in Washington State, we have hemp growers that are like the biggest issue they were having was like the whole like cross pollination, right? It's it's still a real issue, but the biggest thing, you know, as a product, as a thing, it's about the flip, right? This is still a thing, right? If if people just called it marijuana on both sides, you know, if you can sell it, whatever your grow was, whether it be a hemp low THC, because people do smoke that. Right, or it could be a byproduct. People fucking just don't. Their their minds are blown. They're like, you can do what? You can turn that yeah. into plastic. You can turn that into gas. What? Yeah, yep, yeah. We need some reason. We probably need about like four to five billion dollars worth of research. Which, by the way, have you seen Uncle Sugar giving out money? He gives four or five billion dollars to toenail clippings. I mean, like they just spend so much money in Washington. They could fund hemp research to make sure that the plastics industry, which is the petroleum industry, by the way, could be worthless. Mm. We could be growing it directly from our fields, making these products, not having the plastic problems that we have, but we don't fund it. And we have all the money in the world. It's messed up. Yeah. In energy dependency? Like... You know, the, those all those national security bullshit stuff that we should be worrying about as growing ups, but instead, some they got you more worried about the damn border and and like uh, your guns. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Yeah, that's that's ri- ridiculous that they are worried about those things. Like, we do have a cool pro- program here in Illinois. You can uh, get the solar and then sell the energy back. And so, move to Illinois and start a solar farm. Uh, they're ridiculously expensive, but. Wouldn't that be interesting? You know, you pay like $3 million to build a solar farm uh, f- to power your house, a.k.a. your life. And then uh, and these houses are very cheap because it's Illinois. Nobody wants to live here, by the way. And so uh, it bang, you're getting paid to exist. You have a farmhouse. You're, you're selling the sun back to, to, to people. And, and, you know, how is that a bad thing? The return wasn't very good. I calculated it was only about like four or five percent a year. But uh, it's not that bad, you know. And if those panels are made of like hemp, you know, plastics holding in the, the, the base or other parts, you know, you can create a whole industry that's like very uh, eco-friendly. Hmm. Good times. Let's see. Hey, Aaron. What else is in the show notes? Yeah. So what else, Aaron, what else you got going on with we too? So you're talking about like you're about, was that the announcement? You becoming like more of a adding more capabilities to uh, like, is, is live stream going to be a thing? Like what, what, what can I do with you? We too. Yeah. WeTube is we're coming out with like Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter functionality, all but live streaming. Uh, live streaming, it's just going to take a little bit longer. I'm not saying we're not going to do it, but this stuff comes out in about two weeks ish, and then the live streaming should hopefully be out before the end of the year. Um, but yeah, we're busting ass on WeTube to give people the platform nice. that they that they really really deserve. What and you got Dopa Jola and and I've we seen- do pull in a bunch of other big influencers like good on you man i'm glad that those guys are going towards your platform uh you know i i, I even think like you'll give like burner should instead of reinventing the wheel should just work with you you know oh because he's coming out with the weed maps thing 
whatever it is that they're fucking going to do. But again, I think it's going to be another fly-by-night type thing because you're going to pull in a certain audience and really it's it, you're, you, you're looking for culture and people and I just don't see it like longevity-wise for that kind of what he's got Well, listen, on. Burner's never going to see So I just want to – I'm just going to be honest about what I'm going to say right now. Burner's never going to see this, but if you do, Burner, ever happen to see a clip of me saying this, I think you should ditch High Times and come work with us over at or Weed Maps and come work over with us at WeedTube. And let me tell you why. They may have more money than anybody else in this industry, but they do not have the connections and the passions to the cannabis community that we do. And I kind of see like two halves of the cannabis community on uh, in the world and online. And Burner's definitely got one half. And WeedTube, for the first three years that we were open, had a majority female usership, which nobody else had. And then when Dope as Yola came, it got thrown off because he's huge and lots of men follow him. Server just came in there, huh? <laughs> we just, you know, we combined with what they would have would have on what they're trying to do, which I don't know where they're at with that. And I, I hope it goes well for them. But also, like, Weed Maps just did a bunch of layoffs, so I don't know if it is still going on with them. Um, just come over to us, Burner. We should do it together. Where I'm, I'm like already all the way there. You just bring some people. Do you do analytics? Do you have like a, a like you, your male, female? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we have all, all that. that shit. Neat. Oh yeah, that's yeah. gotta be a great database. Yeah, it's wonderful, and people don't even realize it. The hosting has to be ridiculous because of oh, all the videos that you absurd. have. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah. It's um, and that's the thing. Um, so actually, my announcement, which I'm going to be making later this week more publicly, and I'm comfortable briefly discussing it right now. Um, I am signing a lease tomorrow on a commercial property in Denver, Colorado, to open a cannabis hospitality uh, social club. Um, we're not going to be selling weed, but you can bring your own, and we're nice. going to be selling an incredible experience. Um, and I'm really, really, really excited about it. That's fantastic. That's fun. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, uh, we got something about uh, federal news out of Beard Bros, which uh, wasn't all that that amazing, you know, this week. Uh, you know, it, not not one of the best stories, but we should still talk about it. So Biden still refuses to release cannabis prisoners while his daughter-in-law gets security escort to Cali Dispensary. And so Melissa Cohen, I guess, is married to Hunter Biden, and uh, she was going to the 99 High Tide Dispensary in Malibu, which we are not mentioning as like, go there. We're just mentioning as news, by the way, YouTube algorithm, uh, and, and, but with some small identified, unidentified purchase. Uh, so there you go. It's the United States of hypocrisy. According That's to the real Facebook. issue. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care if the guy was doing blow and hookers. That's the real fucking issue, right? Like, like you enjoy your weekend. You do you, boo-boo. But, like, the fact that there's people in prison and, and we're still chasing after people in jail, that's that's the sadness. Oh, yeah. The Brittany Griner get her out of prison versus the people here thing was a good yeah. enough argument. That? Yeah. That's even worse. Ugh. And then it's just so out of touch. And then the, the thing Ugh. is, with the way that it's all set right now, your medical, that's safe. You're not the, but even then, I mean, I do know some people in Maine that were medical and they still had like a DEA bust in, in 2020. And so like, but they have a shield called the Robach or Fire Amendment and say like, Hey, you're not allowed to do this to us unless you have an evidentiary hearing that says we're out of compliance with our state law. We don't have that for adult use though. And so like you're medical. And so I'm safe growing my plants and having my medical card and going and buying my medical supply if I need to at a dispensary. 
There's no federal money to shut that down. But they haven't changed the Robacher Farr Amendment to apply to all state marijuana laws or cannabis laws. You know, and then it's it's just ridiculous. Are they going to get anything done on this? And it's like one of those things where it's such low bearing fruit. Like it's so popular. If you can do this, people would actually have more confidence in our government. But why? Why don't they? I know what because I think the not. answer is. What, what do you think the answer is, Aaron? Because there's not enough lobbying money. The people who want it legalized in big, big lobbying money are still figuring out how they want it to be legalized. So that Amazon and Apple, who are both lobbying for cannabis legalization, get the outcome that they want. And there's no outrage, right? Which is like why I am not pro-legalization. I am pro-descheduling right yeah. now. Mm. No, for sure. Well, the descheduling, that's that's interesting. It happened once in 1969 when Timothy Leary got it uh, kicked from the 1937 Act. And so would the Supreme Court take a challenge on the, the constitutionality of the current uh, cannabis laws? I don't know. But they hinted at it with Clarence Thomas last year saying they seem episodic as opposed to coherent. And so if these, if these cannabis laws are incoherent, maybe we can get them declared unconstitutional. Uh, at which, of course, would do wonders for the, the industry, but also create a whole bunch of chaos. And, and so I don't know if they're going to do it, but then, like, shit, with what the court's been doing lately, I'm, maybe, you know? Yeah. Shouts out to Illinois Podcast. I saw oh, that yeah. comment. Love to <laughs> Nice. Yeah, we're going to have also... to have them back on. Oh, yeah, totally. Cole's always dope, man. And he's doing so well. I mean, blowing up and, and on his shit. Uh, but, you know, it goes back to the beginning, too. The, the, the reason why we don't have nice things is because a lot of this shit happens when we're all at work and doing the things, right? Like, mm-hmm. the besides donors, if people just gave a fuck, like one day said, oh, we're not going to go to work today because there's people in jail and there's uh, this unrighteous thing going on. But for the most part, like Tom's point earlier was like, oh, I've got to worry about picking up my uh, my kid or paying my rent or even how to make money. You know, most people aren't like, you know, like the only time they can really voice something is when they go vote. You know, that's the only time they try and say, if we could pick an issue as a community of people, we could make a change. And you're right. That is that is probably the most significant one that we should pick to actually focus on right now is the people in prison. You're totally right. Um, I feel like I have like five ongoing battles for the cannabis community and industry at any given time with different things. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and, and advocates have that same thing where we're fighting so many different battles all at once. It's hard for everybody to come together and, and pick a pick a one thing at a time. That's probably the thing. The thing is people are in prison for weed and that needs to stop immediately. That's number one. Then... There's probably other stuff before this, but really got to get these mainstream social media platforms to not censorship cannabis because it's a bigger problem than just not allowing it. The issue is that they are are allowing other people to do it just fine with no issues. And these are big corporations that clearly are having money exchanged behind doors with Instagram employees. And they're clearly allowing the success of certain brands. You cannot create a monopoly in the cannabis industry, Instagram, YouTube, other social media platforms. It's not free market. It's you. I love TikTok because TikTok says no weed, none good and they are mostly true with that okay it's usually gone within two days if somebody posts some weed stuff that's fine i am fine with all or nothing because we have other platforms we can use instagram all or nothing youtube all or nothing pick one Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I hope that YouTube picks all because the point of YouTube and the point of Google is to answer people's questions and to organize information in an effective manner for the betterment of humanity so that we're not just sitting there in 1987 anymore confused. Uh, however, you know, the stuff that we get flagged and then the stuff that we get deleted is ridiculous. Like we're like, the stuff that we got deleted. Like it was, it was Beto O'Rourke expressing his opinion over cannabis legalization and like a five. I don't that we had knowing YouTube, how I know YouTube. I don't think that's because you were talking about weed. I think it's because news and politics on YouTube. That is like their number one right now. Hate they do not want news and politics. That's because they fucked up already. <laughs> you know, what I mean, they let they let that the, all the the Q weird shit happen already. Like it's. They so can be, let the toothpaste out of the bag too. I mean, consider like, consider do that do you may be fighting a lot of that censorship on your end. Like I know for a fact right now, YouTube they don't want, they're not trying to build up new news channels or anything like that because they've had so many problems with it in the past. Maybe we just drop the word news then. Think of like Infowars, yeah, legalization, yeah, or, oh, yeah, yeah totally. Infowars sucks, and so like you don't want to be that person, but then. You know, they, I, I, but YouTube just blocks anybody new because of things like Infowars. Yeah, because you know? too many people took yeah. them serious. I mean, like for a while there, you're like, yeah, he had a point, and then you go wackadoo. You know, like like a Joe Rogan podcast. You're just kind of like, hey, you had well, a point. no, Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> if you're if you're being charitable, uh, it, you know, it's <laughs> it, the the amount of like we don't have it because we dumb is, is is very real. And so, like, I was I was kind of hoped that like if we just like explain the law. It, and then keep it like you know pretty neutral on that and like this is what they're saying this is what they're saying what's your policy objectives why do you think that will like these the way that you set it up will achieve those goals uh it, they'll leave us alone no they didn't and so maybe just dropping the word news might do it which would be hilarious it, or maybe reconsidering it from like the brand of you like legalization lawyer hmm. Aaron, I wanted to do it uh, two guys and one mic, but uh, Tom wasn't having it. Yeah, I told him that's a terrible idea. I think we should stay away from that. No, that's a terrible yeah. idea. It should be like legalization lawyer, and I think the broccoli there is a good thing. Look, I don't think YouTube is inherently anti-cannabis right now. Um, they are in certain ways. They they certainly do not want you promoting the sale of it. So everybody linking out to yeah. Delta 8 brands and, and all that stuff, that is not what you should be doing. I I have a theory that I'm going to be testing. I'm going to LA to record uh, my show watching session. We're doing it really big, but I have, and that's always going to be on WeedTube. That will live there forever, but we're going to be recording a special like show segment with each guest um, that's going to go on YouTube. And I'm using all of my YouTube knowledge to do like clickbaity thumbnail title to really get people to click on this video of like me and a popular person doing some sort of weed challenge but we're never going to recommend weed we're never going to do anything like that and i think it will allow it i think yeah i think if you just keep it light and talk about it mm. and like good not luck. say it's good or just you're talking about it like hi i'm here at this location which just may happen to be like where you're allowed to use the stuff or mm -hmm. uh, yeah that's thread that needle and let us know how it goes I'm going to thread the needle. I need it to go viral, and I think it'll be good. The only thing is I really think my actual name is pretty blacklisted on YouTube because I wow. made a new email address, which is errand at errandrichard.com, and I was in the browser for it, and I went to YouTube, and it said, this account is not allowed on YouTube. And I wow, just made yeah. this email like a week ago. 
That's why I send wow. flowers to the YouTube staff every week. No, I don't. I've never sent them flowers. We I, should do I, that. Yeah, you should yeah, do we that. Should, we should start. I'll, I'll go but in like, on uh, one. I'll go in on it. Okay. Yeah, it's an expense. I get to write it off. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It's like, hey, we helped him make a career. Well, all right. I guess I should. Do you think getting a bunch of people together in the cannabis industry and getting them to pitch money and we get YouTube to their headquarters like a $50,000 flower arrangement that's like, please. <laughs> Give us concrete guidelines. Let us yeah. do this. We're trying to right. do it right. And don't do monopolization. And then if it works with YouTube, then we can do it to Instagram. Oh, this is one of the reasons That's why I'm like, stoked about uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter. Because he said he wanted to put it on GitHub. And I'm like, oh, then we'll be able to see it, guys. Think about it. There's that algorithm that's literally out there. And if he publishes the code of Twitter to GitHub, we'll be like, there it is. There's the censoring algorithms that they all have. You know, and um, uh, I don't know. He's going to have to be he's going to be ordered to specifically perform that contract, which is awesome. And and we should do some content on that in the future. Hey, guys, it's been a pleasure. It's been one of the, our longer ones, but I got to shit to do around the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Aaron, um, wanted to thank you for joining us and, you know, sharing Thanks, uh, stuff about uh, weed tube and uh, and everything. It's looks like you just had a wonderful um, uh, dab. It was just a regular bong rip, and I was real—I really forgot. <laughs> I, I, it was very habitual, and it just happened. Nice. Hey, um, one of the things that happens if you go over to cannabisindustrylawyer.com and try to fill out that form that we have to see if your team is qualified for getting into the industry, uh, we're going to now give away this Mars Hydro Light if you have signed up to our email list. Uh, because we want to get more information, and Mars Hydro is like, can you please give away one of our lights? And I'm like, you're going to mail me a light? Okay. I'm pretty sure I could give somebody that light, and they'd be happy about it. So, yeah, if you uh, want a Mars Hydro light, uh, there will be a link somewhere in the comments as a bit.ly so that it is not tied to us in any way. And we hope that complies with the terms of service. Good luck. We'll see about that. Bitly's tricky with YouTube. They don't like that. Mm, There's so many yeah. stupid, insightful things about YouTube that I didn't realize I knew. Yep. Well, you learn these things you do. in the 21st century when you're trying to run an online business. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, I wanted to thank, you know, uh, Aaron for coming and joining us and also all the members. Uh, so mm. consider becoming a member because then you'll make it into the credits. And we'll see you next week when we have a whole new crop of canvas legalization news. But maybe we shouldn't call it news, you know, because that might be a blacklisted word. Yeah. Cannabis legalization puppies coming to you on Sunday. <laughs> Edible puppies. Oh, wait, no. Wait. Well, broccoli legalization <laughs> yeah. or just legalization puppies. I don't know. We'll see. You All could right. call it broccoli legalization. If you... Broccoli legalization. Yeah. You know, Weed Maps had that whole campaign about it that they did. Oh, that was oh, a good one, too. I love that piece video. Of desist from Weed Maps. That would make a wonderful episode. And then you create a settlement agreement. Yeah, All it's right, a wonderful cool, guys. ad. <laughs> Thanks. Cool uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye.
Brown chicken, brown cow.